0: Welcome in to the Legends Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Ellis. Today, joined by former White County legend, Gracie Dodgen, leading scorer in girls basketball history and leading three-point shooter. I'm right on both of those, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, <I>
1: good. <laughs> yes.
0: I figured you had the records. I, 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 fig- I feel like I remember that, but when you go to as many sporting events as I do, it's all a blur yeah. at a certain
1: point. <laughs> right.
0: So, Gracie, uh, we'll go ahead and just get started. Um, let's talk about what, what's your first, I know this is probably going back a long, long time, this is probably a super loaded question. Uh, what's your first memory of basketball?
1: My first memory of basketball, well, you know, like my family is a big basketball family. So awesome. I've always been around the game. <laughs> yeah, just a little. So I've always been around the game. But I think like one of my like most like major memories is when my dad's team at Cannon County mm-hmm. first made it to the state tournament. And I got to like sit on the bench with my dad and his team at the game. So it was just like walking up the ramp to Murphy Center and seeing all those people there and just seeing like how big of a stage it was. Like I always looked up to that and told myself that's where I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to strive for with my team and my teammates. So that's like my first like real just like moment in time where it's like this is going to take a lot of work, but it's going to be so worth it in the end.
0: You know, I've seen, you know, kids, whenever your kids are growing up, there's always just a very, there's always a varied amount of activities that kids get involved in. You know, my sister was big in drama. I I mean, theater, not, you know, bad drama. I was a marching band kid. Uh, What was that like, though, being involved at an early age with, you know, your dad at the program at Cannon? What was that like and what were some of those experiences
1: like for you? It was a great experience because. I got to be around so many great basketball players at the time and I was young. So I was looking up to all of them. So I watched every move that they did and he just had some great players come through over the years. And I just thought it was really cool. Cause I got to know, you know, like hang out with the older girls and <laughs> travel with them and go to all their games and just like, see how they were and how they acted. So, and most like they were all great role models to me. And I just think being around them helped me mature a lot. Just, like, in life and also in basketball because I saw what it took at a young age. So it always just pushed me to strive and be better.
0: So how how long have you been playing basketball? What age did you start?
1: I think I started (laughs) literally, like, in the second grade or first grade. However old I could be, like, whatever the age limit was to start, I was there starting, like, as soon as possible.
0: So I have to ask – and maybe I've asked this before. I mean, I'm sure I have. But – what is it about the game of basketball that that kept you and obviously you said your family's big into it uh but what was it about the sport that held your interest versus playing another sport like maybe trying out t-ball at a young age or
1: any other sport well basketball is just something that I always like excelled at I thought rather than all the other sports and Everywhere that I've played, whether it was Cookville or like in a little Little League in Woodbury or and even in White County, they've just come from such a basketball like town. So just seeing like the community come out and support you how they do, that was like a big thing, which they come and support other sports too, but just like the support they show to basketball was just something that kept me interested in it and all the opportunities I got to have because of sticking with basketball. Like I would never trade those for the world because it's where I've met some of my best friends and have like some of the greatest memories. So I think just everything that in the game, but also around the game that just kept me in it.
0: So we did an interview with you. uh, I don't know how long ago It was back when lockdown was still a thing. We did an interview with you and obviously your dad at the time. And one revelation that you guys mentioned in that time, because obviously you're, you're known for being a, a pretty decent three-point shooter. I, th- I think we can call you a decent three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that you guys told me at that moment that blew my mind was, you shoot left-handed, but yeah. you're, not, you're not left-handed, though. So <laughs> uh, expand on that. What's the story behind that, and, and how did that start?
1: Yes, so I'm dominantly right-handed. But when I was younger, I kind of shot with both hands. And I kind of pushed the ball with both hands. So my dad was like, we have got to fix your shot. Because you cannot (laughs) shoot with two hands. So he was like, well, since you kind of shoot with two hands, you want to be a right-handed shooter or a left-handed shooter? And I was like, well, dang, it's cool to be a left-handed shooter. So my dad really just helped me, like, get my left hand stronger and really just create that form with my left hand. And it ended up working out for the best. But really just my dad helping me become a left-handed shooter but when I'm dominantly right-handed. Does
0: that often blow people's minds when you tell them that That they see yes. you shoot left-handed?
1: <laughs> yes they're like we thought you were right-handed and when you like pulled up and shot a jump shot we thought you were gonna shoot with your right hand but then you come and shoot with your left hand like it <laughs> like it shocks people they're like what?
0: I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that like found that mind-blowing or anything so uh <laughs> Let's talk about your shot then, because obviously that's something that you worked your way into the record books at White County High School by being a great shooter. But what people don't see a lot is how many hours in the gym you spend perfecting that and working on that. Put that into perspective for me. How how many hours do you think you would spend in, in a week in the gym just taking threes, keeping your form consistent, especially at a younger age? How often would you work on that?
1: Well, just at a young age, I saw how much work it took just to be good at what you wanted to do and be. So, at a young age, I was always asking my dad, "Can we go to the gym? Can we go to the gym? Can we go to the gym?" (laughs) So, I and even all through high school and middle school, I was in the gym every single day for at least an hour and a half to two hours, just trying to get as many shots up as I could, trying to work on things that like I knew that I needed to improve on myself and just things that like we worked on as a team, I was trying to like orient that stuff in to my game. So I was in the gym whenever it opened and I would stay honestly until it closed. So just (laughs) anytime I could get in the gym, I wanted to be in the gym working on my game.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit before we get into White County specifically. Let's talk a little bit about the travel ball you've played and maybe the AAU ball you've played. First of all, the team, first team I want to talk about is this apparent God squad that you created with Reagan Hurst and Tory Brooks at one point. Because yeah. I don't know, I don't know what you think about that, but when I think about the three players involved on that team and I can't even imagine who else was on that team, that that just sounds unfair for any team to have to go up against three players of that yeah. caliber. What was playing with those two like?
1: Well it was great. You know, Reagan and Tory are two of my good friends still to this day. And at the time we were younger, probably middle school age. But even then, everybody, us three and everybody on that team had great skills. And we were still developing at the time. So just playing with them was honestly so much fun and so great because everybody on the team could play. So we were not just only beating people. We were having fun <laughs> people. So just playing with Reagan and the great player she is and the great point guard and just all-around player she is was amazing. And then Tori is a great shooter and can do a lot of other things, too. So, just playing with those two, like, that's just memories that I'll hold on to, like, forever.
0: That's a three-point shootout I feel like the Upper Cumberland needs to see is you versus Tory Brooks. Just the, <laughs> yes. games, the games that we've seen y'all light up the scoreboard. I feel like that's a three-point shootout we need to see. Yes. Um Another player, and this obviously, again, is no, is no news to anybody. Um, wh- when did you meet Jalen Gregory for the first time, and how did that bond form with her?
1: So, me and Jalen met in, like, the fifth grade, I think. And she used to play for the Stars at AAU, and I played for Tennessee Flat. Well, she moved over to Tennessee Flat in the fifth grade. And we got to play on the same team, and we really didn't know each other. But in practice, we just clicked. We just, like, bonded so well. And we were both like, dang, like, we can both shoot pretty good. So we were <laughs> always each other's partners, like our shooting buddies. And we just, like, we, through the years, we kept we were on the same team. We were traveling together, staying in the same hotel together. So and now we're playing college basketball together. So ultimately, like one of my best friends in the whole entire world, I've got to play and grow up with. It's just it's just a great opportunity, and that just comes with like the chances that I got in the summer ball.
0: And I feel like that's got to be like a, almost like a dream to be able to play Division One college ball with your best friend.
1: Yes, it's on. it. We always talked about it. We always talked about what if we got to play college basketball together? Like what if we got to live together? while playing basketball like we always talked about that so when she committed to MTSU I was so happy because I was like now I'm going to get to play college basketball for the next four years one of my best friends growing up so it was just super it was really good it was really good
0: how much would you say playing with players of that caliber and really in the upper Cumberland as a whole I feel like there's an underappreciated amount of talent that's come through this area uh, how much do you think that pushed you to to, to get to where you are today
1: Well, every game we played, and especially in teams around the Upper Cumberland, there was always great talent, and we knew coming in that we had to prepare for them, because they're, like, such well-prepared teams, so I just knew that these players were going to be, like, up to par and everything, so I had to work on my game to be right there with them, like, playing back and forth with them, so... I think, but having a great competition at the Upper Cumberland only makes you a better player and learn from them so you can work on your game.
0: So, you, you've, played, you've played around a lot, obviously with Tennessee Flat. I'm sure you've been all over the state and you've seen all kinds of talent. Where do you think the Upper Cumberland stacks up when you compare it to talent from maybe West Tennessee or more East Tennessee?
1: I think there's starting at a young age. I think that's it because there's so many great athletes in the Upper Cumberland that are young. I mean, it's still an elementary school, and you can just tell they have potential to be really good. So I think the people in the Upper Cumberland do a really good job at starting early and working with these kids to develop them into great players for high school and even even further on.
0: So looking around the Upper Cumberland, is there a player or maybe some players that you can pick multiple answers that you maybe didn't get a chance to play with that looking back you would have loved to have played with?
1: Um, Play with, play with. Well, let me see. let me think.
0: Let me think. <laughs> it's a it's a tough choice, I know. <laughs> yeah, it is
1: a tough choice. I'm trying to think. Just like in previous times, or
0: period, time. just, just period. Like, let's say let's say while you were at White County, if there was like if you could have anybody you could play AAU with that you didn't get a chance to play with, who would you play with?
1: Probably, I would probably choose. I don't know if this is an upper run. It's probably not. But Tessa Miller, I would play. Uh, basketball with her on the same team any day because she is just such, like, a, a beast on the block. <laughs> so, like, just being able to play with her in that, like, post-guard game, I think would have been really good. So, and Tess is also one of my good friends, so I just think it would have been really fun to get to play with her.
0: See, you guys as good friends, it's hard for me to see after the battles that I've seen between you guys in district play, <laughs> yeah. where it's as been as competitive as is. So, now we'll, we'll get into White County a little bit. First, you were able to, you know, to commit to MTSU very, very early. And I don't know if you realize how rare that is for a player to commit. Was it as a sophomore? Was that when you committed? uh, Yeah, it was going –
1: yes, it was going – I think it was like mid-sophomore year, closer to the beginning of junior year.
0: So, what was that – I know – and again, I know we've talked about this before, but what was that recruiting process like and and why MTSU? What was it that stuck out to you you about
1: The recruiting process was really fun. I got to talk to some amazing coaches. I got to go and visit some great campuses and great basketball programs and meet a lot of players and, like, see how they run their program. But the reason why I chose MTSU was as, like, a young girl, I was always at MTSU games because we had Abby Sism that played for MTSU that dad coached. So I was always there watching her. And I just always remember going to Lady Raider camp thinking, I want to play on the Murphy Center floor. Like, I want to be here. I want to be a Lady Raider. So ever since I was little, I've always just dreamed of playing at MTSU. And most people are like, well, that was your dream school? And I'm like, yes, that is my dream school. Like, I've always wanted to play there. And so when I had the opportunity and they offered me, I was like, I don't want to waste any more time. I know that this is where I want to go. And I just committed because I knew that, in my heart, that was where I wanted to be and needed to be.
0: Is there a good message there of not letting other people tell you what your dream school should be and just letting your dream be your dream?
1: Yes. I think you need to go to a place where you know you're going to fit in their system and you're going to love. And I feel like a lot of people just get caught up sometimes in like the name of the school or this or that. And I just think you just need to follow your heart and don't let other people contradict your thoughts on what school you want to go to, because at the end of the day, you're there. You're there playing. You're there living, going to school. So it's like you just need to do what is best for you at the end of the day.
0: So now let's go into your junior year first, because one thing that, you know, stuck out to me about this team was, one, you guys got off to a really, really good start. You guys started, I think, eight or nine and zero. Yeah. Uh You go into district play, and I know that the previous few weeks before district play, the team had kind of – it was a roller coaster. It was up and yeah. down, up and down. Um, what? First of all, how how did you guys get through those last couple of weeks where it felt like okay, everything's starting to come together, and then here's you know a couple losses here where we kind of get off the rails a little bit. Uh, what was the attitude? In, what was the attitude in the locker room like, and how did you guys kind of come together before the district tournament started?
1: Yeah, so there for a little bit, we struggled. We really did struggle. We had a couple downfalls and. We were just really down, honestly. Practices, we just weren't the same. But, like, we had some amazing leaders that year. We had some good seniors. So, finally, right before, like, a couple practices before the district tournament, they were like, we don't want this to be our last game. And we don't want this to be y'all's last game. Like, we have so much potential on this team. And we don't need to give up. Like, we don't need to let whatever is going on affect what we're about to do because we could do a lot of great things. So I think it was just that moment that was very pivotal for us, realizing how good we could be, how good we are with all the talent we had. And I think we just decided to put it together at the right time. And we really clicked. And, I mean, it helped us win a district title. So,
0: So let's talk about that District tournament a little bit because you guys knocked off Warren County, one of the best shooting games I think I saw all season that year. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how many threes y'all made in the first quarter, but it felt like you hit 15 threes in the first quarter alone. We did hit a lot, yes. <laughs> uh, but then you come into the second round. That, that, that's, first of all, that was a win or your season's over game against Warren that you guys yeah. won. Then you go and you've got Stone up next, and that's to this day in postseason play – now the second craziest shot I've ever seen hit, hey, you can thank Haley Johnson hitting that half-court shot against yeah. Uppermann for yeah. knocking this shot down to two. Um, but that, that sh- the three you hit to send to overtime, I think what a lot of people forget is you guys had to battle back from down, I think, 15 at one point, if not yeah. 16, 17. Um, uh, just take me through that comeback and, and what went right in that second half for you guys to get the game to overtime, or just to get to that point where you could be in the position to possibly send it to overtime.
1: Yes. So, going into the game, I mean, we knew how good Stone Memorial was. Like, they had some of the best players in the state on their team. I mean, they're just well-coached. They're just well-put-together all around. So, we knew we had to come in ready. And I thought we had a great mentality coming into the game. But we got out there and got down 15. And it would have been easy for us to just fold and stop playing. But I think – I'm pretty positive dad called a timeout or somebody called a timeout. And we just got together. And we were like, I don't even think we let dad, like my dad talk. We just got together and was like, we're not losing. Like, we came together and practice and said, we're not losing any more games. Like, this is our home court. We're not losing on our home court. We are going to win on our home court. And I think we just all held each other accountable and kept on lifting each other up. And that just helped us become stronger as a team and ultimately helped us win the game. Because we could have easily folded, but – We just stood strong and played our best, and it really worked out.
0: So, let's talk about that shot. First off, I want you to be honest with me for a second. When that ball left your hand, did you have any hope or any faith that that ball was going to go in?
1: I mean, as a shooter, I try to stay positive about, yeah, I'm going (laughs) to make this shot. But the way I shot it and just, like, the nerves, I definitely did not think it was going in. I shot it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) I missed it. And then – to make it even better, it was it banked in. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I literally cannot even tell you what I was thinking when I made it. Because, one, I really didn't even expect to have an open shot at all. So when I had that shot and took it, I was just praying that it went in. And when it went in, it was just one of the best feelings. Because even though I knew we didn't win the game, we were going into overtime, it gave us that extra shot to show that we're not giving up. Like, we're here to stay and win.
0: Was it that shot that once you hit that, there was that feeling in the huddle of there's absolutely no way we're losing this game now?
1: Yes, we did have that thought, but at the same time, we knew that Stone wasn't, they didn't want to lose either. So they were going to come back just ready to fight us and battle us just as hard as we were ready to battle them. So I just think it was two great teams battling up, and it was a great fought game, and I just am so glad and thankful for the opportunity that we won.
0: So I want to ask one last thing about this Stone team before we get on to the district championship. Uh, Obviously it's been talked about a lot that obviously, you know, they were in the final four at at the state tournament, everything got canceled. I have to ask as someone who saw them as much as you did, uh, do you think if those games had been played, do you, because a lot of people, myself included, believe this, do you think Stone would have won the state title? I do
1: believe Stone would have won the state title. I told many people, Just my friends, other people I talked to, when they ask about Stone being in the state tournament, before the tournament even started, I said they have a great chance of making it to the finals and an even greater chance of winning it. Just because of how much talent they had and how well they played together as a team. And they had great coaching behind that. And I just think they were just rolling at that time. And I think they had a really good shot to win it.
0: So what did that district championship mean? Because obviously the, the photo that went around on social media afterwards was when you guys had kind of salted the game away. There was like 20 seconds left. You're up by however much you were up by. I think it was on Ray County at that point. Yeah. Uh, obviously the photo that went around was you and your dad hugging at center court, you know, when you guys had put the game away. How much did that moment mean to you?
1: It just meant a lot because anything I get to share with my family or my parents is super special to me. So just that moment with my dad was super, like, close to my heart just because I know how bad he wanted that for us as well. But also just as a team where we had been through so many downfalls throughout the season and hit that low right before the tournament, it just was such a happy moment because it proved to us that when we stick together and played, like, how everybody knew we could play, we could do so many great things. So it was just just such a happy time just between me and my dad me and my teammates the community like it was a time that i'll never forget in my life
0: so now we go into your senior year and the first thing i have to ask about again as, as you know us you as, as someone who had to play against this talent night in and night out can you put into perspective just how tough that district was because in that district, it felt like there were, there were three or four teams that on any given night could beat anybody. And it felt like every night it was a super competitive district.
1: Yes, our district, I promise you, is probably one of the toughest districts in the state of Tennessee. There's so much talent just in the surrounding areas. And every team just had a great coach. Oh, my are off. Every coach was just pushing their team to be the best they could be. And all those players were buying into what their coaches wanted. So every night, you better have brought yourself to battle and be mentally focused because that other team was going to be mentally focused and ready to beat you.
0: So I have to ask, in the district, did you have a favorite matchup that you loved? Like, was there a player you loved guarding more than anybody else? And there were – in terms of guards, there were some good options there. When you look at Maddie Buck or Keaton Freitag at Stone, you look at, you know, the Gillis sisters at Cookville. Was Was there anybody you specifically loved playing against?
1: I loved playing against Cookville just all in all because of everything that comes with the Cookville game. There's the rivalry and just both communities get into it and it's just like really exciting and it's a game that's been exciting for everybody for so many years. So I loved the Cookville game but I also loved the Stone game because It felt like we were rivals. I felt like every time we played Stone, it was just always going to be a battle. And so many people, like fan-wise, just was really, like, intrigued with the game. So, really playing Cookville and Stone was two people I just loved playing against.
0: So, you finally got to also make your commitment official. You got to finally sign the papers. Uh, What was that day like? And and how, how fulfilling was that moment, being able to finally say, you know, I'm an MTSU Lady Raider?
1: That day was just so much fun for me, and I'm just blessed that I got the opportunity to have a lot of my friends there, a lot of my family, previous coaches, just I mean, even teachers and everybody who's helped me along the way. I was just so thankful that I got that day, and it just showed me like hard work and determination will get you places you want to be. And it was just almost like eye-opening to see like as a little kid like I was dreaming of being out on that court and now I'm signing papers to go and play on that court so it was just a great overall day for me and probably one of the best days of my life because I'm getting to do what I love in college at the place I've loved my whole life so it was just a great day surrounded by great people. How important
0: in in, in the life of of a high school athlete how important is having that support system of friends and family that are there for you?
1: I mean, it is very important to me, I think, because there's so much that people don't realize goes into the game. You're having to keep up with school. You're having to keep up with basketball and your sport, and you want to still try and have a social life, and sometimes you get down, and you're just, like, frustrated after a bad practice or whatever, so having a good support system with your friends to always be there for you and talk is great, but also with your family, knowing that they're there to have your backs always, so just having good friends and family and people in the community help you out is just a great feeling too and i think it's really important.
0: So last thing about white county talk about that last game you played for white county uh, what went through your head when the clock hit zero uh, what what were what were what did that feel like?
1: It it hurt. It hurt bad because one of my dearest memories ever will be just suiting up in a white county uniform where that warrior at across my chest number four just coming out in front of all these people every night that are there to support your team and have been there since you started as a freshman all the way to senior year and it just it just hurt because I mean it was clearly a great game both teams fought so hard and anytime it's a last for anybody it's gonna hurt it's gonna stink but I just knew that we had done everything we could and it we put it all out there. So I knew going out as a warrior at, I left it all on the floor and I gave everything I had to this program for the four years that I was there. And yeah, I mean, it was sad, but I mean, we live and we learned from it and I'm so grateful for the opportunities I had just playing for White County in those four years.
0: So now we, we've we've alluded to it. We've talked about it. Uh, MTSU, what have, what have the, obviously you started classes in August and yeah. you've been there since the middle of the summer. Uh, What's that been like, and what's it like playing for Rick Ensel, a coach that a lot of people speak very highly of? I've, talk, I've spoken with and interviewed multiple times. Uh, what's playing for him like?
1: Yes, it is honestly a great experience. So we came during June, and we started summer workouts and summer weights, and it was a lot different. I mean, just <laughs> going from high school to college basketball, you're playing with well-developed, grown women, honestly, that have been there way longer than you, so they know what they're doing, so we were just trying to get in and learn how they wanted things done, and we we got to that point where we, like, figured out what they wanted, so that whole summer was very, like, pivotal for me because I worked on things that I needed to work on and got better as a player all around, so the summer was very good for me and my teammates, and we had a great summer, and now we're, like, still going in to just, like, workouts before um, we start actual practice. But playing for Coach Insel so far has just been a great experience because he's such a well-known coach, and he has – he's done so many great things in the past. And everybody knows him and knows him for winning and knows him for, like, knowing what to do in the game of basketball. And he always has great teams. And I just think that comes from up top because – I mean, it takes a great leader to have a great program, and I think he is a great leader, and I think anybody you talk to will tell you how great of a coach he is, and he also has a great coaching staff, and they help us every single day, and they know what they're doing, so the, just playing for Coach Insel and all of the coaching staff has been really good for me.
0: So, I have to ask, so you you remember the old interviews you do where he'd ask you who the funniest person on the team is? So, who's the funniest person on MTSU's roster currently right now? And you can't say yourself.
1: Okay, I think the funniest person on our roster right now is my freshman teammate, Courtney Blakely. She's from Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, she's from Indiana, and she's probably around five six, five seven. Great point guard. But she's probably the funniest person on our team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's awesome so one thing that i remember about how coach Insel would schedule is that he's known for putting together tough non-conference slates obviously conference usa is a very very competitive women's basketball conference and yeah. I, it's a group of five conference i don't think gets enough credit but talk about obviously schedules have been out for a few weeks now what are some games you're looking forward to playing and some programs you're looking forward to seeing
1: So I'm looking forward to playing Bandy because, I mean, they're a good SEC school, so I'm looking forward to that game, and I'm also looking forward to playing Belmont and Tech because it is also closer to my hometown, so a lot of people from Sparta and wherever else can come and watch, and I'm also going to get a chance to match up again with Tessa and, like, Reagan, so just... And I think that's really cool for the communities around just to see like Upper Cumberland players and surrounding the Upper Cumberland, like getting to play against each other at the collegiate level. So I'm excited for those three games. And then clearly just our conference is super tough with some great players in it. So I'm excited for all of our conference play and all the traveling we're going to get to do. And I'm just ready for the season to start.
0: I know the Western Kentucky game has to be on your mind with as much as that typically means to people on both sides of that rivalry.
1: Yes, I know that is a big rivalry. And even when I got just, like, on the first day of, like, our summer workout, there was girls on the team still talking about the Western Kentucky game last year that they played and just how, like, great of a, like, game it was. Even though there wasn't a lot of people there due to COVID, It was still – just the atmosphere was still great because of how big of a rivalry that is. So, I'm also excited to get to play in that type of game.
0: So, the way I love to end all these is just give some free game to any young athletes out there that want to get to where you've gotten or want to be like you or, you know, give give some advice that you would tell them and some advice that you would tell your younger self uh, about how to get to where you're at now.
1: So I would tell young girls, young boys, whoever is wanting to play basketball and also myself to work hard for what you want and your dreams. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not good enough or you're not going to get there because you can't do this or you can't do that. Don't let people come down on what you think you want to do, because at the end of the day, if you put in the work every single day, or even if you take an off day, which is fine, you're going to ultimately get to that point somewhere. So I just think constantly working, and it also it's not all just on the basketball court. It's in the classroom, being like kind and talkative to other people. It, it goes a long way. So I just think staying true to yourself and not letting people encourage you to things that they think is right for you. I think if you just stick to your own path and work hard, you're going to get to where you want to be. So just never give up and keep working.
0: Wise, wise, wise advice there. Well, this has been the Legends Rewind Podcast. That was former White County legend, Gracie Dodgen.